Hey, welcome back. Another day, another vlog. Good to have you back. Uh, busy day yesterday. Oh, pretty busy. Day off, it's always nice. Bit of exercise, bit of walking, bit of get to play with the Mini 2. Got to test out uh, my lovely little 24mm from Canon. It's a 2.8. I image stabilized the first image stabilized lens I did in the EF range. Uh, it's a really good lens. Um, had to rethink and do being a prime lens, running around with that in the, in the landscape. So that's pretty cool. Also did some stuff with the 70 to 300 I've got, my, my new long distance one. Um, some good stuff there. So had a quick gander at the photos. Uh, Mini 2, as always, looks really, really good. Uh, some really beautiful scenery. Can't wait to show you that one once it comes out down the road. Um, still way behind, <laughs> as always. Um, but the photos come out that look pretty good. I also took that out to do some astro shots. Now, I've probably got about 30 minutes to 40 minutes of shooting time before the clouds come through. Um, but I think I've got a couple of winners there too. So, probably combine it all into one. I'll see how I go. I might have to do it separate, I'm not sure. But I also had the Nissi Pro mobile kit on to try and get some night stuff and just try to time lapse and it, yeah just not good enough even though it's got the natural light filter there's not enough light coming in it's a i'd use the normal one time zoom camera so that's 1.6 aperture but uh no good um so i've got to look at some other apps i did try to go into the moment one and try and i think i've got to go in and play with that to set up so i can do a long exposure there's got to be a way to do a long exposure so I'm going to have to get a different app, I think, to try that out. But look, hey, it was a good night. Uh, so about an hour or so, stuffing around with that. Come back, did a little bit of work, got some sleep, for shift change, got up, did some did me big exercise run, and look, that come up really good. I think it's going to be a really, really good video. Some really good photos, and the mini footage uh, looks looks really, really good. Some beautiful new areas I hadn't seen. Uh, it's long range, so it's good. It does everything few wind warnings but it still sort of came up good so yeah overall very happy little shift change so that was cool now um i've got to work out if i'm going to keep this 24 because i've just bought myself a 16 to 35 2.8 l series canon it's an original one on ebay i'm a little bit concerned it may be a dodgy seller so i'm not sure i'm going to see how that goes today so I'm using PayPal and eBay, so I've got my backup and I've got coverage, so I can get any money back. But uh, yeah, to be aware, there is a lot of dodgy ones, especially selling R6s and EOS Rs. Holy bundy, there is so many dodgy people trying to rip people off uh, on eBay. So do be careful if you're looking at one of those two cameras. Um, I've found a heap, and, I've, and the biggest thing I find with eBay is there's not really an easy way to just report a dodgy you know it's dodgy, you should be able to report it so they can remove it and kick the person off. Um, it's a little bit weird why they let them on there. They, they definitely need a better reporting system instead of having to contact them and tell them someone's dodgy. Uh, you should be able to click a thing, I believe this is why, and put a note in there why you think it's dodgy. Uh, generally, if they've had selling a $3,000 camera for $600 and they've had no reviews, no sales, no nothing, and they're either in Mexico, Russia, or 
Italy, I found, are the three main places where the scammers all come from. Generally, it's not good, so just be careful. There's some dodgies. But Lens, he had some reviews in there, so I'm hopeful it's okay. But yeah, see what happens. I'll let you know. But yeah, so I'm not going to really need this one for the wide because I'm going to have a 16. Um, so I'm probably going to sell this, and I'm definitely going to be selling the my beloved Sigma 18 to 35 Art Series. Focus is a little bit slow on it. Um, it's it's what it is, and it's the big the biggest problem I have with it is it's an APS-C lens, and that's the thing. Well, you know, it's a, it still puts out a fantastic image and it works fine. Um, just an older style lens, I guess, but it's that APS-C, that 1.4 crop, every time I've got on my RP, I just don't like that on a full frame. I want a proper full frame, and I want a proper full frame wide angle, because 18s are probably about a 24. Anyway, so, which I've got with this, which does just as good a job. So um, getting a 16, a proper full frame 16, gives me a few different things to try and I'm really excited about that one. So you'll yeah, see what happens. Now, speaking of Canon and all things lenses and photography, the R3, some new stuff dropped on that. Um, not a full unloading. Basically, we've been told it's coming soon. That's realistically what we got out of it that it is coming soon. Uh, there's stuff on the American website. Yet again, nothing on the Australian website. The shops in Australia are selling it or taking deposits for it, but Canon Australia still has nothing on the website, which I find is a little bit weird. I think I said this in a show last week, in a place in a global economy, internet is everywhere. Everyone has access to every country's prices to everything. Uh, it's crazy to think that you wouldn't put something up thinking that, well, I get it a lot with fishing gear, but for photography is the same. Uh, so the boy, Ingath boys, were saying on their podcast last night uh, that they get even more shafted because they charge the same price in pounds as American dollars, and the exchange rate's nowhere near that. So a thousand American and to a thousand pounds, that's like 1,500. Americans, so they get even worse shafted. Hence why everyone buys internationally on the internet. But for some reason, Canon's one of those companies that just doesn't want to let Australia come in at the same time. It's a little bit weird. But anyway, we'll get into the info. Now you can you can do a holding deposit. Uh, I had a quick look at DigiDirect. You can put 500 bucks down, that'll get you in the queue. So if you are going to be one that, um, sorry, I'll just turn this down. Um, that wants to get in there early to get one, uh, I'd suggest you get the deposit in quick with whoever your preferred seller is. Pretty much they'll all have it access to your pre-order. So get on there now for that one to get your number. Now it's first full frame, what we can confirm, just run quickly through the specs, you probably know them all anyway. First full frame, back illuminated, stacked CMOS sensor. Uh, that's going to give us faster readout speeds, hence why they can do 30 frames a second uh, in electronic shutter. Um, it's got a lower, uh, oh, sorry, 30 frames to show you. Dual pixel autofocus in all areas, so that's pretty cool. Um, very, very cool with that. It now does speed light. It's now speed light compatible at those 30 frames a second too. Um, and you're going to get all EVF or sort of autofocus in those high frame rates as well. So you've got full focus in every mode, 
every automatic mode, they said. Uh, there's a few fine print ones here, so you've got to be careful. Uh, but in every auto mode, you'll have full AF. Doesn't say anything about manual mode. Now, manual mode, you're probably going to be shooting photography, so it's probably not going to, you're not going to need high speed uh, autofocus anyway. But just so you know, it's not, I don't think it's in manual mode, so just be aware of that. Um, it's obviously now got uh, vehicle and um, su vehicle subject recognition that's motorcycles and cars. Pretty cool. Uh, obviously, lots of pro photographers in motocross racing, uh, the jumps and stuff like that. Good cameras to do that. I can understand. Good tracking. That's really, really good. Um, animals are going to understand, and obviously humans. They did them first. They've gone the natural progression. But uh, that's going to be pretty good for the professionals. Are going to be buying this. Uh, it's going to go really, really well. I think that IAF uh, is. Uh, only in still images, no video. So that was interesting, I thought. Now that was in the small print. If you go on the USA website down in the small print, uh, it talks all about it, the IAF and what you can do, but it's basically only gonna be for photographers. So if you're video shooting, thinking you're gonna be able to IAF and lock onto something, you're not. Now that might come later in a firmware update, but it looks like from get-go when it gets released, you're not gonna be able to use that for video. So that's something that no one else seems to have noticed, but I did find it in the small print, so I thought, well, that might be handy because a lot of video people are going to be going to get it, thinking oh, I can just track people in the wedding, I can look at whoever I want to, and the bride and the groom and whoever's laughing and just check them out and video it. I don't think you can at the start, so just be aware of that one. That was I thought that was pretty important. Also, if you wear prescription glasses, it's not going to work with any sort of glasses, sunnies, all that, but prescriptions and some forms of contact lenses. Again, in the small print, go check that out as well on the USA Canon site. You'll see all the information and then you'll see all the little fine prints and the number twos and the ones and all the all the legal stuff that lawyers shaft us, normal people with. Uh, they've got a few of these in there. You need to check them out. So no glasses, certain hard contacts, I think was the terminology. Um, but yeah, no prescription glasses. So if you use them and you shoot, that's probably not going to work for you. Please be aware, even for photographers, so that's no fun. Now, same battery uh, as the 1DMX3, so that's really good. Uh, a lot of people that are going to move from the 1DMX3 or 1D, 1DX Mark III are going to be, this is going to be like a, their first pro sort of level uh, mirrorless. So being able to take those batteries, which cost a couple of, probably cost a couple hundred bucks each, Take your, they're going to have multiple. They're not going to have one or two batteries. They're going to have 10, 20 of these batteries running. Uh, they're shooting all day. They're not, they don't have time to go and charge stuff. Uh, they're going to have boxes of batteries. So being able to just hot swap them straight into a brand new range, model range, I think, is pretty darn cool. Whether that happens with the R1, wherever where that comes out, which will probably be, I'd say, now 22, because this, as I said, we'll get into it, more of a stopgap camera, I think. That's my uh, premonition, anyway. Um, now, now set, they, this is the one that sort of gets me and I, I did a bit of research on it. Same weather resistance as the 1DX M3, which is no, there's no, <laughs> there's no set. A phone, mobile phone has an IP67, 68 rating, 66. 
dust, water, snow, cold, temp, blah, 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 drop protection, they have ratings. There is no ratings, for, no camera company puts a rating out for a camera. Uh, even Olympus, which I've seen Jared Poland take one into the shower with him and use it and it worked. Into a physical shower and use it and it worked. That still doesn't have a IP68 rating, IP67. They do not rate cameras. So to say it has the same rating as a camera that doesn't have a rating, uh, yeah, you can say it performs, the weather resistance is comparable to that, but unless you've owned one of them, you have no idea what their weather rating is. And I think that's something that all camera companies could actually improve on. They could actually either A, get it to at least a 67, which is a water resistant, which is where the phone started. Now they're waterproof. Um, so they can start at a water resistant, which is splash proof that. I think most of them would probably pass in that test. So I think that's, that's a good one. Dust, snow, they can do all those temperatures and, and dust and stuff now, but they need to do that, I think. It's just saying that it's as good as the old one when the old one doesn't have a rating and you've got no idea how the good one is and you want me to spend 10 grand on it, I think it could make things a little easier for the customer, I think. It would be good to know. And I don't see why everything else has a rating except cameras. It's a little bit weird. Anyway, I digress. Now, low light, minus seven EV uh, or more, depending on lenses. Uh, so that's gonna be awesome. We know it's good. Eight stops zoom in stabilization with the RF lenses, probably drop down one or two stops to depending on the quality of whatever other lens you've got. It's gonna do HQ 4K C-Log 3 for the video. Um, there wasn't, not a lot of real specs in that. Um, Oversampled 4K, they're not telling us what bit rating is, what, what, uh, how fast it's downloading, how many megabits it's downloading per second, none of that sort of info as yet. They're saying it's gonna do raw internal, they're not saying what raw. So there's still a lot to come out. Um, and I would be surprised if we get another little handball release out before we actually get the real thing, which would probably be maybe next month, you would think, with the Olympics. That's what I'd say. They have the Olympics, and then they'll announce it. That's my guesstimate. Total guess. And I probably don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, now, it's got wide LAN and a Wi-Fi and another small print one. Depending on your region that you buy your camera is going to let you know if you have Wi-Fi or not. So not all R3s will be the same. Uh, depending on what country you buy your R3 in, will denote if it has Wi-Fi or doesn't have Wi-Fi. That's pretty important. You're a pro cameraman and you've got no Wi-Fi to transfer your files. You've got to pull cards and swap cards. On cards, whatever reason, a professional camera and a professional body has one CFS Express card and one SD. Uh, 30 frames a second, even if best case it's 20 megapixel, you're pumping out 30 frames a second at 20 megapixels, you're gonna destroy whatever SD card you've got really quickly. It's not gonna be able to keep up, the buffer will kick in. Uh, why didn't they go dual CF Express like the 1DMX3? Uh, that is crazy. It's got plenty of room, it makes zero sense. Uh, yeah, maybe they've got a USB a Thunderbolt port so you can go straight to SSD, my pet dream of having, but 
I don't know, but that's weird that they've got no cards. But anyway, so still a lot to learn on this. Uh, variable display, obviously, that's a standard now. I don't see why you wouldn't have it. It's got a new shoe, so a new hot shoe that's going to allow something similar to Sony where they've got their own proprietary microphones, lights, and all that stuff where you don't need cords. You plug it in and gets its power from the camera and does it and connects with and all the info and everything runs through that hot shoe. So I think that's a pretty good idea, but like most people, there's brands like Rode that, and Sennheiser and all your guru sound makers that make sound stuff. Canon is not them. Sony is not them. Sony's closer to it than Canon. Uh, you're going to have all the accessories unless you've got a Rode or a Sennheiser you do an agreement like DJI does with Hasselblad. You know, then that makes sense. Hey, we've got a new range of cameras from Canon with pro cameras, mirrorless. Hey, Rode, why don't you jump aboard? We want to do this. This is the technology. We want to use your sound technology in there. Then you'd sell them, but they don't because they just keep it all their one name. So they could do it um, if they use an external company to build them. Uh, if they build them themselves, uh, no one's going to buy them. I'm pretty sure about that. I don't think I can imagine any pro photographer or video guy using Canon, Sony, Nikon, whatever, own brand of microphones. They're all going to use external to whatever brand they're accustomed to for good quality. So, yeah. So it's good, but it's yeah a little bit weird. Um, now, one... One C Express, and that's pretty much it. So little little bits and pieces, but some concerning, obviously, about glasses, uh, about the small print. So just check on that. The regions, I think, is another thing we need to watch out on uh, with your Wi-Fi, having no Wi-Fi and having Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, so there's a few things in there, a little, little bit tricky, um, and also no IAF for videos. So that, again, I think is a little bit weird. Why would you put something in there that's only just for photographers and this thing's doing a lot of video as well? It's a little bit strange. I think instead of having a little print, put it in big writing as, so people know what the hell's going on so you don't have people getting pissed off. It's, yeah, I don't know why companies do that because yeah, people will find it and then you're going to get abused. It's crazy. Anyway, other than that, uh, new and obviously announced, which not... Because of that info, there wasn't much talk about the new 400 RF and the 600 RF. Uh, 400 2.8 ISL USM lens, uh, minimum focus 2.5 meters, 5.5 stops of stabilization, 12,000 US dollars. Holy crap. Um, and the 600 mil F4 ISL USM, minimum focus 4.2, 5.5 stops, stabilization, both weather sealed. So they've got the O-rings, they've got all the dust protection, they're ready, again, no rating. Now, the rating, you can put an IP68 when connected with an L-series lens, uh, current RF L-series lens. You could then put a rating because it should be all fully water sealed, or at least a 67, which would be water resistant. Um, and so I think they can definitely do it. Now, that's 13 grand. They've just put them up on the Canon USA side. They're new to the sites. We've heard the rumors about them coming out. We knew they were coming, but they're now out and coming, so you can purchase them. So they look pretty cool too. So go really well with this new camera. Now, I think I said the other day, I have a funny, I still got a niggling feeling with how they're selling this. This has all the earmarks of a mirrorless 
pro camera. You don't make a body for a camera that's not your best body. You like they, they've never had a or they had the they had the one DMX and the one DS range. The S for the higher megapixels, the X for the things. Uh, so if this isn't the high megapixel, the generally the one for the sports and the, they've got a lower sensor. So this is even, I think, this is my thoughts and it's a pure guess, uh, this will be a high megapixel. Everyone thinks it's not gonna be because it's a pro, but I think this is gonna be a high megapixel one. And they'll either come out with a smaller sensor, which I would love and fingers crossed, they just announced the SPAD sensor. Imagine uh, R1 with a 20 megapixel SPAD sensor uh, come out in 2022. That gives them another six, seven months. They've just done one megapixel. They know they've got the technology down pat. Uh, they've now got to just transfer that into, make it 20 megapixels, get that technology into a camera in R1. That would change photography in a big, big way. That is a huge deal. So that's my, I'm gonna roll the dice and say that's my crystal ball dream if it would happen. 50 megapixels in the R3 and a 20 megapixels SPAD sensor in the R1 in 2022. Let's see if I've guessed right. Anyway, probably not, but oh, it's worth, worth having a bit of fun. <laughs> now, um, Sony, well as Sony, um, Rumor mill about a new vlogging camera, a little bit of, not details, but guesstimates on that one as well. Some rumors floating around. 24 megapixel APS-C. It's gonna come with a 16 to 50 mil kit lens. Now they copped a lot of grief with the last ZV-1 because it was, I think it was a 24 mil uh, level thing. And everyone said 16 mil. Every review, you needed a 16 mil. It should have been 16 mil. It should have been 16 mil. They've listened. Good on your Sony, uh, 16 mil on that is gonna make a massive difference to your sales, that will sell. Um, 4K 24, full frame, uh, 100 megabits, uh, download speed, um, oh, sorry, 24 frames, 100 megabits download, it'll do 100 frames per second in HD mode, stabilized, um, auto face exposure, so it's, it's obviously from vlogging, so it's gonna prioritize auto face exposure. So it's not gonna worry about the backgrounds. It's gonna make you look pretty. Oh, it's not gonna help me. <laughs> but it's gonna make your face look good and make sure that's perfectly exposed. And then the rest is, well, too bad, too sad. As the boys on InGaff said last night, uh, when I was they were talking about this, uh, bokeh mode. There's a button on it for bokeh mode. And, the boys were giggling and I was actually giggling while watching them because that's just ridiculous. <laughs> so we've got a digital button doing a digital effect of bokeh, much like I guess portrait mode on your phone, but now it's coming in a Sony camera. It sort of cheapens it a little. Um, and look, this thing's 900 US dollars. That's roughly about 15 to 1600 Australian. You could get an M50 with a couple of lenses, or you get an M50, the Sigma uh, 16mm 1.4 with real bokeh. You don't need bokeh mode because it comes standard uh, with that lens because it's a beautiful lens, the one I just sold, it was amazing. Uh, and you don't have to push a button to get bokeh mode. But, and you'd have a 4K shooting the video camera or 1080 with focus. Um, but yeah, look, I think it'll be all right, $1,600. It's very exy, that's a lot of money. 
You can get an RP, you can get an R, a secondhand Canon R for sixteen hundred bucks, uh, or just a about sixteen, a bit over sixteen hundred. I'm looking about eighteen hundred. I think it's about the the right price at the moment for a secondhand R in good condition. Um, so yeah, look, that's a lot to ask. It's got some good things. The sixteen mil, I think, is it's going to be a saving grace because that's what everyone wanted. That will make a difference because it'll be no longer vlogging like this. It'll be vlogging like this, which is what you want. You need to be able to see something other than someone's head. They're not robots. Um, and that's about it. Rightio. Well, I'm done and dusted. Uh, have a great day. I will see you all again tomorrow. Thanks for stopping by. See you for Friday's show. Rightio. We'll be coming this way, that way. Go get some merch from the merch store. Link below. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.